Well, at least this one didn't end up in handshakes. And good evening, everyone. It is Saturday night, uh, December 21st, 2019, and the San Jose Sharks are... Um, well, they they are what they are, I guess. They lose 5-2 to the St. Louis Blues, and, and things are not going well for this Shark squad. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live and interactive Sharks post game. We do this all after every single Sharks game. So if you want to be part of the show, do yourself a favor Follow with us and show fellow. See, my mouth is is like the sharks tonight. Chat with us and fellow sharks fans on the YouTube chat on the page or the app, and of course follow us on the social, whether it's uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, and Reddit, and of course our Discord on Teal Town USA. And of course, for more sharks content, visit us at tealtownusa.com. And like the broadcast tonight, we have. A triple threat broadcast. Uh, let's let's put it this way: one of these things is not like the other. Uh, <laughs> on my, on your far right, you have Mr. Ian Reed. Hello, everybody. Thanks and, for the thumbs down. Ready? Appreciate it. And one of our great friends from Let's Go Blues Radio. If you don't follow them, please do so. They are an excellent broadcast team. And I will say hello to. Uh, a fan of a Stanley Cup champion hockey club. Oh, God. Kurt Price, how are you? Good, sir. Thank you, as always. Oh, I am doing uh, very well. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it, as always, uh, to have uh, a friend of the enemy uh, join us here. But, uh, you know, at, at this point, I think the Sharks are just being themselves and kind of going through the chat already. Uh, you know, hot chat tonight. Hot chat. Oh, it's a hot one. All right. Uh, Anthony Sanchez. Can we not talk about making the playoffs now? This team is done. We are not going to be the 2019 St. Louis blues. Uh, fanatical teal bleeder. I'd rather see them gone. See them still at T though. Uh, uh, yeah, we got a lot of, a lot of people talking. It's all DW's fault. Thinking that backup goalies could be full-time and paying EK65 so much. Yikes. So it, we got a hot chat tonight, uh, and, and all opinions are welcome as long as you uh, keep it clean and keep it civil in, in the chat. So with that being Unless it's at me, give me your worst. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So uh, the Sharks come into tonight. Uh, they claim Stefan Nason. I hope I'm getting that right. If I heard the broadcast tonight, uh, off of waivers from Saint, um, from uh, from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, he's got one goal. That one goal happened to be against the St. Louis Blues, mind you. <laughs> Go figure. But uh, early on, uh, in Sharks really, I thought dominated this game early, out shooting the Blues seven to one. I thought they were giving um, giving them all kinds of fits uh, against Jake Allen tonight. I thought they came out like I thought they did good early. I don't know if the period was. I, I I'm I'm curious to to see Kurt's 
Price, uh, Price's take on this because uh, from the opposing view, I, I, I thought they played well. I didn't think they, I, I thought that they had a couple of really, really good chances, but a lot of it, I didn't really think they, they, they had like Jake Allen had to make a couple of really good saves, but he had to make a lot of really pedestrian ones. Uh, I thought in the first, like they, they played decent. Like don't get me wrong, like they definitely, um, you know, they they held the the shot marker. I just thought for. I don't know. I didn't think it. I don't think they dominated so much. I thought they they played a good period, but I don't. I don't know. I I thought like a lot of those saves that Allen had to make were were pretty pedestrian, with the exception of a couple. I I think it's a fair assessment. Uh, I I um, <clears throat> excuse me. I thought uh, when I when I looked up and saw the shot totals, uh, I was like, uh, oh wow, it's it's eleven to three. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't it didn't seem like that many. Uh, I think the high danger scoring chances weren't there. Um, and uh, like you said, that was uh, and I, there were some rebounds and whatnot, but I don't. Uh, yeah, um, I think they were just putting some shots on net on Allen, and uh, and he did what he was supposed to do. Um, I thought Allen played really well tonight, um, yeah. which is, you know, he's on his uh, uh, up and down career. He is on the up right now, so we're we're riding that wave with him. So, but no, I, I agree with you, and I think I thought that um, uh, they were n- not. The, the saves that he made weren't uh, overly difficult, uh, especially early on, um, necessarily. And uh, it was um, more or less of uh, San Jose kind of just putting the puck on net, which, you know, is a is a good thing. I mean, San Jose is, you know, I mean, you guys have been struggling. So it's a, a pucks on net. is It's never a bad thing. So um, and, uh, and and you guys, I mean, you guys got a power play goal tonight, too. So, it was, I mean, it was, you know, pucks on net, right? So yep. I, I, you can't complain about that, uh, that uh, uh, game plan too much. No, no, definitely. I mean, that's, that definitely wasn't like a critique of the first period so much as just that's kind of just the way I saw it. Um, yeah. I, I thought they played a good period. I thought they they played a good period. I thought they got a lot of quality shifts from from the bottom six, not so much from the top six. That's the way I saw it. Yeah, and you know, we we talk about a lot of the the you know I don't want to say gushing, but a lot of praise uh, for that newly formed fourth line. Um, you know, in considering that that the that the top six or the top nine are having some issues, that's it's not great. Uh, we're getting some comments from the locker room right now. Couture quote: "This feeling sucks. It's not fun. Uh, that's not exactly the best thing we we can do." You know, uh, on on the call up from the Barracuda, Kelman. I thought Kelman played well and showed that he can play in this league. Uh, you know, you, you have a, have a lot of the uh, a lot of these uh, you know guys coming in and out. Ian, what do you take from from the the ups and downs of call ups? Well, I think this is the problem, right? I mean, you're you're in game thirty nine. It's a little late to be trying to figure out who your bottom six is, right? In the season, right? And I, like, so I mean, I obviously appreciate Turks fans that want to be like, you know, I'm being a big downer. You know they can still turn this around. They can still do this. But I mean, their game—it's game 39. They don't even know who their bottom six is. How are they supposed to? You know, you can't even figure that out. How are you supposed to figure out how to win games if you can't figure out who your lineup is at this point in the season? Like we're almost halfway through the season. You should know the basis of your lineup at this point. And the Sharks have no answers. And I know it's there's been a coaching change. So you're going to see a few players being given chances that maybe they wouldn't under the previous regime. But it's really late to be trying to figure out what's what as far as just your lineup goes. I mean, most teams by this point in the season are the ones that are winning anyway. 
they pretty much know who's playing in their, you know, who's playing their in their 12 forward positions. Maybe not the same spots every night, but they at least know who their 12 forwards are for the most part. Maybe one guy, you know, might be pushing another guy out, but it's not wholesale changes like you're seeing from the Sharks right now. Yeah, And, uh, you know, something, Kurt, you, uh, the Blues have dealt with, with the loss of Tarasenko, uh, always also had a guy that had that next man up mentality uh, this season, which is why you guys are uh, on such a hot run and no cup hangover this season for the Blues. No, no, not at all. And uh, like I said, the next man up mentality has uh, worked out quite well, actually. We've had uh, uh, guys step in, uh, quality guys step in and uh, not miss a beat, to be honest. I mean, scoring was down uh, for quite a while after Tarasenko uh, went down, uh, but uh, we were getting the goaltending and the defense. So the defense uh, is the, the defense of the Blues drives this team um, and the goaltending. Yeah. Um, and they, they play off each other. Um, if your your defense is playing well, your goaltending is going to benefit and, and vice versa, uh, usually. So, um, but yeah, we had, you know, Tarasenko go down and, uh, Blay go down and Steen, uh, went down. He's back now. Um, and there's a slight, uh, there's speculation, uh, running around that, uh, Bennington is dealing with something right now. It's just his, his, uh, second game in a row. He hasn't started. Missed a practice this week, uh, practice and a half, something like that. So, uh, I don't think it's anything serious, but uh, I think he might be something might be sore or whatever. So, but he has this is the second game in a row he hasn't started, which is not. I mean, this this particular game is not um, was not surprising to see Allen start, but the game before was um, because this, this being a road game, uh, this would be typically one that Allen might might take. Um, Sharks are struggling, um, and uh, it is an away game, and Allen's very good on the road, so it seemed natural to to give Bington a break, maybe in this game, and go with Allen, but. Um, it being the second game in a row that he didn't play, well, you know, it'll say, hey, hold on, uh, what's going on with Bennington? So um, it might be nothing. He might be fine. It, uh, it may just be giving him a rest. But usually uh, 100% healthy players, uh, especially your starting goalie, they don't uh, get sit, sat two games in a row and miss practice too. So right, know with that. So definitely seeing that uh, Jake Allen has been um, has, has been that better goalie on the road, uh, unfortunately, it, of course, the Sharks get these guys on the road and just have not stopped all season long. Uh, what are you guys now? Eleven, four, and three on the road this season. Oh God, that sounds right. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me, but that, that's uh, we've been. The, the Blues have been a very good road team for yeah since Brewer took over. Um, in the playoffs last season, they they had a they were under five hundred at home in the playoffs. And uh, they they won the cup with uh, on the strength of their road play. So that I mean it's they're road warriors, and I and it's it's hard to explain uh, in a way. Uh, but I, a lot of players will say that you know you get loose on the road, you you get away from distractions at home, and you just kind of you kind of bond on the road and you play for each other because um, it's like you against the you know you against the building, you against the other team, it's everyone's against you. So you're you kind of rally around each other a little more on the road. So I mean I guess that kind of makes sense. But, uh, but yeah, you can't you can't complain about the Blues fans are concerned. They can't complain about the uh, Blues road success. Yep. Uh, breaking uh, Dell is the starting goaltender tomorrow against Vegas per Bugner. Uh, yeah, within your end. Yeah, you know, not surprised. But uh, this is what he said about Jones's play on the Cairo goal. Uh, it was just okay, but otherwise Jones kept oh. us in the game, gave us a chance. Uh, noted that he's 
asking all of his goalies. That is, that is that is that is generous on the Cairo goal. Oh man. Uh so uh, Jordan Cairo is a guy um guy who just used to give me fits watching him in junior cuz he'd always come <laughs> in my building and make me cry. Uh I thought jo- I thought Jones looked good except for I I thought that the Cairo goal was a little weak. I thought he should have That was weak. Go ahead, sorry, Kurt. No, no, I, 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 I mean, it's a, it's a, uh, Kairou's cutting through the middle, and it's a, it's a backhander. It's when you get beat five hole from that spot on a backhand. It's maybe Jones is thinking he's going to try and cut back on his forehand after he cuts through, but uh, and the shot may have surprised him. Obviously, I guess it did. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough one to, to if you're a Sharks fan to, uh, to look at and say that was a uh, one he, you know, he probably should have. I didn't like the second one either, where like because I think like obviously once the puck gets behind him, there's nothing you can do. Like if I I I wish he would have just you know stick your pad out. Yeah, maybe you might kick it in the slot for a rebound, but you can save a shot that you kick out into the slot. You can't save it once it goes behind you. Yeah, um, and I just uh, like the Sharks defense the- hasn't done them any favors, right? Like I, I don't know why he would count on his team to you know just let that puck go through the crease like that. You talk about the Schwartz goal, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, I thought, yeah, you know, Jones could have uh, could have deflected that that puck away with a stick. Um, I, I, I know he's defending against a possible shot too there, um, but to me, I think uh, the the person responsible in that play might have been Carlson because I think he oh, was. Yeah, Carlson he, wears the goat horns too. I just, I yeah. just would like to see Dell kick the puck out into the slot because, like I said, you, you know, if if you create another shot on goal, fine, you can stop another shot on goal if you kick it out in front of you if you let it go behind you that's you know you've completely taken yourself out of play does carlson have to be better there absolutely yep. but complete uh you can't i don't know if i'm jones i i don't know why he even let that puck go through that because he could have you know like you said he could have stuck his stick out it could have stuck a pad out move that puck back out i don't know I, I i didn't like it i mean yeah definitely eric carlson's gonna wear the goat horns on that too but if i'm jones and like i don't know i don't have faith in my defense behind me if I yeah, being a being a a forward, uh, if if Carlson's playing that the way he is, and I'm behind him, I'm more than happy to to have him play that way and not oh yeah turn turn around and tie up my stick or uh you know I, I'm not sure I I, I, mean, I I looked at the replay uh and I didn't really see who Carlson was defending in the in the slot there if there was anybody. Um, if there wasn't someone there, I'm thinking he's got to back up and play Schwartz a little bit, a little bit tighter and, and tie him up, but uh, and and let Jones take the shooter, which is what you know, which what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So, yep. uh, so we we basically broke down the two St. Louis goals right there. <laughs> uh, but good news, the the Sharks did actually score, uh, and late in the first period, O'Reilly took a hooking call that uh, set things up, and uh, Brent Burns. Yes, that's right, folks. Brent Burns has scored a power play goal. Uh, first off, the Sharks score a second power play goal in the month of November. That's a, that's that's something. December or December? Wow, it's been so long. You know, it's been yeah. so long that that it's been a while. But there you go. One timer on the on the on the Steve Spot special, as they used to call it, uh, from EK sixty five with almost a barely no look pass there. That gave the sharks the opening goal to make it one nothing and then thank you very much Burnsy. uh you know and that one's a tough one because i i, I it looked like it hit off the post and in off of a uh, allen and then of course 
Uh, this one I thought was very inter- was very nice. He saw Burnsy here. Get it, get it over to uh, Brendan Dillon, and Dillon with a nice, you know, oh this pass cross oh, ice pass. This was a sweet pass from uh, D- Dillon to get it over to Nason, uh, who uh, you know I I say I said on the chat it's uh, half Nolan half Friesen, and and boy howdy did I call that <laughs> or what? That was a nice slapper that beats Jake Allen there uh, to make it. Uh, to tie the game up at two two at the time, but uh, first off, your your take of of Nason and, and the Kudos, the fourth line was getting tonight. Uh, Ian, I thought the the third line Kudos or the fourth line Kudos were well deserved. I thought the fourth line played a really solid game. Um, obviously, getting a goal from you know one of the guys you bring in to help uh, get things going. I mean, that's nice to get a, a goal like that. And that Dylan pass was ridiculous. I loved it. Um, and so to get, I mean, it was a nice goal. Uh, the problem is, is you need to get that from your, like at this point, like you, you need to get that from other places too. And it's, it seems like that's the problem with the sharks. They can't, you know, the top six is going and then the bottom six is. And tonight I thought the bottom six played a great game. Top six was kind of just there. Yeah. And, and definitely showed when you see uh, Kane taking a puck over a glass call, Jumbo taking a, holding the stick call, you know, your veterans need to be your veterans and, and actually, you know, be those leaders to be disciplined in the Sharks. Once again, being the most undisciplined team in the league, it doesn't help things. Was that their, uh, the, the power play goal, the Burns goal, was that um, the first, or they were, before that goal, they were one for the last, was it some, I thought I heard 45 or 36 or something. something it's like one yeah. for 38. Oh, man. I think it was like one for 38 since Eric Carlson scored a power play goal against Detroit in November 16th. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and for a team that this talented, I mean, that's that's absolutely blasphemy. <laughs> to, to was, it, was it nine nine games without a power play goal? Was that it? Yeah. Uh, I I heard. yeah. yeah. I think that's what it was. So it was a – and for Burnsy, I think it was like his first goal in like 16 – so it was, uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's scary to think, uh, Bugner post game with, uh, I feel like a broken record up here when it's three guys getting caught below the goal line on the blues third goal. And well, in the third period, you know, after, uh, Falk takes a holding call, um, Petrangelo, his eighth of the season from, uh, Schwartz and Shen and Schwartz, what a night he had! He had a uh, uh, at least a three point night tonight in, in this one. Uh, what can you say about Alex Petrangelo and uh, are you, and how is it? And for as a side second piece, what's the negotiation going to be with him uh, and getting him? This uh, he's he's having a really really good year. Um, and actually he's been, he's been excellent, uh, uh, down the stretch last season playoffs last year. He was fantastic. Uh, he's playing the best hockey of his career, uh, over the past, you know, uh, almost calendar year now. So, uh, he's, he's gonna, you know, before this season started, I was like, okay, uh, if he wants like 10 million plus, I'm like, let him walk, let him walk. Cause he's not worth that. If someone wants to give him 10 million, give it to him. But then as the season goes on, he's, he's he's continuing his play from last season and playoffs. And I'm like, 
man, they might try and give this to him. But um, I don't I don't know. I, this is interesting because they just signed Falk. Uh, when they traded for Falk, they signed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave Shen a big contract. They, they've got a lot of money on the books. And uh, uh, Bollmeister's leaving after the season. Or, well, he, he might – rumor has it now he wants to play another year. So that's – I don't know what he's going to want. Um, but we're thinking that salary might come off the, off the books. Um, and uh, you would think they'd probably have to move Jake Allen. He's making like $4 million plus. So with the, that's that would free up a lot of money for Petrangelo, but you know that's he if he wants like ten dollars million, I don't know if they can do that. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I but he's been he's been good. I mean the the the, the game winner uh, today uh, tonight was just I mean I mean it's a good shot. I mean Jesus, it was yeah. just really. I mean that's then that's the way he's been. He's been producing uh, offensively. Uh, playing well on his own end. It, in seasons past, he's been he's been up or down. Uh, he's had he's always been a really a good defenseman, but never in the Norris level. And uh, never in, like that was always his potential. People would say, okay, well, possible Norris Trophy winner someday, which is surprising. Like, no. Yeah, I was, I was like, no, not 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 with the way he, not with the mistakes he makes, the mental mistakes he makes on the ice. But he hasn't. He's gotten much better, he, more consistent. I'll say that, consistent at a high level. Uh, over the past uh, almost calendar year, it, when did you when did the Blues uh, sign Larry Robinson as a consultant? Was that... uh, bef- before last season? It was I think last season was the first year he was here. I think mm-hmm. I want to say. Um, but yeah, I mean, winning follows him around, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, and, and he was here the early years uh, for Brent Burns, and definitely kind of led in, into the catalyst of being. Who he is now, uh, and, and Petrangelo, I, I, he's got he's got a sneaky, uh, uh, accurate shot. It's not like overpowering, but it's it's pretty solid. So yeah. uh, let me clarify a couple of things here. Uh, after tonight, the Sharks' power play is two for their last thirty nine, uh, and it was eleven games without a power play goal up until that uh, Florida game. So uh, just wanted to make sure the uh, they. Uh, uh, get those all cleared out, uh, you know. So uh, later on, you know, the Sharks pull their goalie after uh, Steen takes a hooking call, uh, and and just as a, just as the power play is going to end, uh, O'Reilly t- gets a shorthanded goal on an empty netter from Falk, uh, and then Petrangelo adds another empty netter to kind of seal it and kind of make it make this game look worse than it was. Uh, in a 5-2 uh, Blues victory over the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Kurt, I'll start with you. Uh, considering you follow the Blues, this team, uh, overall, what did you think uh, of your hockey club tonight? I thought, I mean, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to critique the Blues play, I thought they gave uh, San Jose uh, too easy of zone entry tonight. They were backing in quite a bit. Uh, I think that kind of, that, and that kind of led to San Jose uh, there's their high shot totals. They were they were they're easy entry into the zone and able to set up a little easier than than the Blues normally let teams do. Um, I, maybe you could credit uh, San Jose to that to some degree as well uh, that they you know didn't allow the Blues to stand the blue line up a little bit more. But uh, you know I, I thought that they were they could have been better that way. I thought there's there's second chance opportunities weren't there tonight. I didn't really see a lot of uh, um, they didn't. Uh, I mean, they, they they were opportunistic uh, with their with their uh, with their scoring chances uh, in, in this game. Um, I, I thought that I to be honest, I don't think they had 
well, they didn't force Jones to make any amazing saves. I'm trying to think of me off the top of my head. Um, th- I don't think the goaltending tonight, I don't think Allen didn't make any tremendous saves. I mean, am I wrong about, uh, am I missing some saves made by Jones that were like highlight reel or Allen too? I mean, I didn't really see a ton of Not that. Really. Did you guys? So, uh, I th- yeah, I, I thought, I mean, I thought the blues could have played better and, you know, trailing, you know, after the power play goal by Burns, I was like, it's like, man, it could be one of those games. And then I thought about, you know, it's like, well, maybe we, maybe Steel Town should have bet us, but, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> well, I was going to say, but after you guys sort of won nothing, I'm like, I wonder if he's kicking himself now, but you know, it's, you made the right call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ian, what, what did you take from, from overall from the Sharks tonight? And if you need to go at it, go at it, my friend. No, I look, like I said, I, I mean, this team is still trying to figure out things that they should have had figured out in the first 20 games. Um, I don't know. Like I personally, and, and maybe we can ask Kurt uh, what Kurt, Kurt, I mean, your team was, was dead last uh, <laughs> almost this point last year and, and somehow went and won it all. So maybe I'll ask you um, for some, for some words of how could this happen for the Sharks? But for me, I, for me, this team stick a fork in them. This, this team isn't, I don't think they're going to make it at this point. I think they have too many questions that they're still trying to answer. Um, it seems like, and I've said this a bunch of times, and then Kurz stole it from me, so thanks, Kurz. Every time they seem to plug a hole, another leak appears. Yeah. And I've said that how many times on this show before Kurz said it? Damn you, Kevin Kurz. <laughs> um, but it's, it seems like every time they plug a hole, another leak shows up. And the big, the biggest hole they haven't been able to plug yet because the goaltending is still pretty abhorrent so i i don't know i mean i i'm running out of intelligent things to say that like as far as how this is supposed to turn around at this point i i just i don't know what you do at this point like they it seems like they've they've tried everything and nothing all at the same time and nothing has worked so so kurt i'll i'll ask you this question because you were in the similar your team was in a similar situation around this time last year what did it seem like it took, b- besides the ever-loving use of the song Gloria, uh, to to change this team around? I mean, besides calling up uh, Jordan Bennington uh, in January, what was it about this team that had just gone through a coaching change to kind of finally get this the turnaround? Well, I think um, uh, I think myself and a handful of fans are going to take credit for the turnaround because uh, <laughs> when the Blues were were uh, sucking and near the bottom of the league, at the bottom of the league, uh, bring hockey back, put out a shirt in Blues colors. It said, uh, "Our hockey team sucks," or "My hockey team sucks," and it was a it was a campaign, and a bunch of people bought them, and they you know people you know I wore one on our show. And uh, people were posting pictures of them on Twitter and social media. And as soon as that campaign ended and people bought them and started putting them online, that's when the turnaround happened. But it happened to be when also, obviously, uh, Bennington was called up. Um, Berube uh, became the coach a few weeks prior to the, to the actual turnaround. Um, you know what? To be honest, it was this. The Blues last year were a coming into the season. They were supposed to be very, very good with the moves they made. And there was a high turnover for that roster last year. Um, they brought in, they, they signed a bunch of players. Um, they went for it. Uh, O'Reilly, Perron, Bozak. Um, they, they, they basically gutted the middle of the lineup. <clears throat> the, it's up center. So, um, 
you could look at it to where that just took a long time to kind of gel and come together. Uh, it didn't help that, uh, and going into the season on our show last year, um, we were very critical of, of Allen. Uh, he, he was the one weakness that that team had last year that I thought coming into the season, I thought he's a huge question mark and he could go either way. He could be really good. He could be really bad. It could be both all season long. Um, if this team doesn't do anything, it, it's, it's, it, I thought it was going to be because of him and, uh, he was terrible <laughs> to start the season. He was bad. Um, people like to blame on the defense and, and the, and the defensive zone play that the blues had, which wasn't good either. Uh, but it was kind of like a domino effect with them where the, they, they wouldn't get good goaltending and then the defense would, would play out of position and try and overcompensate for, uh, the goaltending. And I, I said this a number of times, I've played in front of a number of different goalies in our leagues and stuff. And uh, when you're playing in front of a really good goalie, uh, your mindset is a lot different on the ice. It just is. Um, even when you play in front of a goalie, that's a leaker, he let, allows leaky goals. You play differently. You, you, you do things you don't, aren't, you aren't comfortable doing. You, you play out of position, you, you, uh, trying to block shots and, and run around and you, you're out of position more often. So, that was kind of a big problem for the Blues last year. I don't know if you guys are having that kind of issue here in San, there in San Jose, but um, that was our problem. And uh, with the goaltending change, uh, with bringing Bennington up, and with the coaching change, um, and with giving the team more time to gel, um, and, of course, with the T-shirts. I think that was as <laughs> all rolled into one. I think that was it for us last year. And I don't know if you guys have a have a – uh, a guy in the who's your guy in the minors? Your your goaltender that's uh, that's next in line down the road. Joseph Cornish, but I know, man. Like, well, we said that about Bennington. We didn't yeah, know. Fair I mean, enough. He was he was he was like second or third on the depth chart uh, uh, in San Antonio last season. So, and he was he was loaned out to to Boston's uh, uh, farm team too. So, um, I I mean, it, you, I guess you never know, but um, it's. <laughs> It's not a recipe for success that that you should that teams should try and follow because it don't happen that often. <laughs> yeah. It was it was we the Blues got a lot of help too. They the Blues played lights out. I mean, but it always seemed like the teams that they were trying to catch, they were struggling, and they allowed the Blues to blow right by them. So that that also it was like a perfect storm for the Blues. Really, it, a lot of things went their way, and a lot of uh, on the team and the rest of the league. So. Yeah, and I think I, I think that's the one thing, I guess, if you're looking for a silver lining as a Sharks fan, is really nobody seems to want the Pacific Division. Like, there's a lot of... It seems like everyone's, like, passing around the, the Pacific Division like a hot potato. Right? Like, even the teams that are out front, they're not... Like, I've got to check the standings again here, but I don't feel like they're out front by a terrible amount of points. No, and, and that's the thing. While, while the Sharks have been struggling... Uh, it's not like anybody's really caught on fire. I mean, the the teams that that or that are right above them and, and yeah, like the top know. like the top three teams in the Pacific only have forty four points. Like it's <laughs> nobody wants this thing. So you, so you guys are you guys are seven points out of the second wild card, and you got yeah. one, two, three, four, five. You got six teams ahead of you mm-hmm. for that second wild card. That I think seven points. Um, I don't think it, it doesn't sound like a, a, a like unsurmountable task at this point in the season. It's the six teams thing that you got to yeah, dig in. Yeah, no, I for. agree. And, and that's yeah. and that's the big problem because right now in the in the Pacific, you know, like like you guys just said, Arizona, Vegas, and Edmonton. You remember we we kind of leapfrogged uh, Vegas a few weeks ago. That went by the wayside. Uh, Arizona, Vegas, Edmonton, all at forty four. 
Dallas is holding down the first wild card at 44, uh, and they were on a, they went on a crazy tear, and they're only in the first wild card position. Calgary uh, is at 41. I mean, but you have Nashville, Vancouver, Minnesota, Chicago, Anaheim, and oh by the way, you you're only up above LA because you played one more game and have one more win. Uh, otherwise, you're dead last in in the in the West, and, and you have a third period goal differential of minus twenty four. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. It, yeah, the the goals against being one hundred and thirty is uh, being uh, worst in the West is kind of a that's an ouch thing right there. I mean, it, I, I get and I guess that that comes back on the the uh, the goaltending. Yeah, I mean, in, the only Detroit. two teams that have a worse... Yeah, I was going to say only Detroit and New Jersey have a worse goal differential in the league. Like, yeah. that's bad company to be hanging out in. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just scary to think. Uh, we have a ton of cha- uh, chats uh, in the chat room going on right now, so let's burn through all of them. A lot of people are talking about, of course, uh, Brent Burns' struggles, EK65's contract, like... Uh, David Toscano, well, we can't get rid of EK65, should have never signed him to begin with. Uh, I said his contract will hold this team ransom in the future, and it looks like it already is. Uh, you know, Rob Iman saying Vlasic may be more likely to be traded than Brent Burns. You know, uh, and, and but Kevin Lacey, Kevin, good evening to you. Good to see you in the chat. Uh, Ian's pointing to spot on, and whoever Burns can go to at this present time would only hurt the Sharks. Oh yeah, because like the the idea of of trading, like, because obviously when things or the wheels are falling off, people start talking fire sale. But the sharks aren't set up to have a fire sale, you know. Like Brent Burns came up in the chat, and I was just kind of going over in the chat, just because Brent Burns can pick three teams that he will go to. So he has to pick three teams, like just again hypothetical radical rabbit hole here, three teams that he will go to. Those three teams need to have cap space for him for one, right. Like, good luck. If you look at cap friendly, I mean, there's not exactly a whole lot of teams that are just have eight million dollars in cap space just sitting around, then, even if you retain salary. And that's over five years too. It's not just, right. Exactly. Not just one like, year left on his contract. No, five years. That's like five years. So, I mean, if you're gonna just if you're gonna retain salary on Brent Burns, you're better off just buying out Martin Jones. You'll probably pay about the same as far as retained salary. Like, I don't know, I figure, like, if you're the Sharks and you're and you're going down this rabbit hole, which I don't think they are, because, again, they don't really have, they don't, they don't really have a lot of liquid assets. You have Brandon Dillon, who's going to probably have, ask for too much money in the offseason, so you can move him, and then you've got a bunch of guys. Like, I, if I'm not, if I'm a contending team looking for a piece, I'm not banging down the door on Patrick Marlowe or Joe Thornton at this point. I was going to say that uh, when the blue the Blues aren't going to keep both Allen and Bennington forever. That's so, true. Uh, and I mean, at this point, it, if you're going to trade one, you're going to trade Allen. Uh, oh, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, uh, if you guys need a goalie. Well, hey, there you go, Jake Allen. I mean, but I mean, he's you, got you a nine thirty this year. I'll take that over the eight eight eight. I think that Martin Jones was entering this game. Yeah, that that's the thing though. If you, I mean, you. That's, I mean, if you, I guess you would retain, well, you have to move Jones mm-hmm. or I guess, and because you wouldn't want to carry what $10 million in goaltending. Yeah. 
Uh, that's like uh, the Dallas Stars, and the, and that worked well with uh, Niemi and uh, what was the oh, other? Oh, Leighton. Uh, Leighton. Yeah, that worked oh, yeah. well for them. Let, letting them in. Letting in. Yeah, letting yeah. in. Yeah, letting <laughs> Uh, Kurt, a question for you. This is coming from David H. Do you play goalie? I may know a team. Uh, no, Bill, uh, Bill Day, uh, on our, on our show. Uh, he, he, uh, used to play goal. He hasn't, he's, hasn't played in, uh, in years, but, uh, I do not. I play, I'm a forward. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not crazy enough to play goal. Darn it. All right. Well, there went that idea. Uh, Kevin Lacey making an interesting point here. Right now, the Sharks are just playing to keep Anaheim or LA from getting the the first overall pick. Uh, oh, by the way, if you're just joining us, the Sharks don't have their first uh, round pick. It belongs to Ottawa. Uh, hmm. That's rough. That's, that's rough. It is. That's, that's rough. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. That's rough. Yeah. That's that... super. Yeah. It's it's like, that's what I mean. Like this team, like you would think like right now, like in, in this point, you know, teams would start looking at maybe stripping some of the bolts off and, and passing yeah. around. But the problem is, is that, you still don't have your first round pick. So even not only do you not have any liquid assets, really, like I said, Brendan Dillon, I think is your most, the guy that'll probably get you the most. And I still don't think he gets you as much as people thinks he does. Um, and, and then you have no first round pick. So even if you do bottom it out, like there's, you can't like, you're just, this team was not, didn't enter the season with this aspiration, obviously. Are and you guys the problem? Are you guys thinking that, uh, that a possible rebuild is is I mean with with, the, with some of the high contracts and the, and the lack of draft picks I do you want to acquire so, I mean, some draft picks and and move some guys or no I don't think they can I don't I I don't know who you could move that doesn't you know like again like most of these guys you're talking if you look at some guys like Mark Edward Flastic full no move clause um I don't you know it, Brent Burns five more years on an eight million dollar deal and he has three teams that you can trade him to Martin Jones three teams that you can trade him to you got to go to him and ask him for three teams that he'll go to yeah. the Sharks aren't really you know you're, you're not in a position of strength for negotiations when you can you know when a guy can only give you three teams that he'll go to I mean you're gonna get bent over the barrel by whoever you're you're dealing with and I know Doug Wilson you know, can be the dentist at times, but I, I, he's dug himself a hole that I don't think it sucks because you can't even, you know, like I said, there's no first round pick. So even if you do finish as a lottery team, which I think they're going to do this year, you have nothing to hang your hat on even in that regard. It's just a lost season with really nothing to show for it. See, yeah. that's kind of the situation the Blues were in with, well, I mean, not to the same degree, but uh, over the past couple of years with Alex Steen. Uh, he's declined uh, and his role is reduced to uh, basically a third line checker. Um, and he's making a chunk of money. He's making more than what, you know, he's being used for on the ice and his production is, has really dropped off. Uh, I think his, the contract he was signed was basically based on past performance and not necessarily what he was going to do in the future, which kind of gets you into trouble with the team that, that when they do that. But, uh, but he, he, he has a full no, no, no trade clause. He, he, if he, won't he and he's he's rumor has it he has been asked if he could waive it and he said no so right he's, and he, you can't you begrudge can't him i mean they negotiate for that and no and i agree you have to I, respect it it sucks but you have to respect it yeah. right and and, and uh, doug armstrong gave it to him so that's yeah. i mean you know that's fine you made the bed um and steen's not a terrible player but it's just it's just one of those deals and situations where he's making five million plus and he's playing on the third line it's just ah this is kind of a rough rough thing. absolutely yeah no yeah. i can yeah i can definitely 
sympathize yeah. there for sure. You, you have, uh, just to clarify for everybody, you have on no move clauses, which means no sending to the miners, no trades. Whatever. Well, this team doesn't have cap space to bury anyone anyway. Right. Uh, I'm just saying, but, you know, Joe Thornton, Eric Carlson, Mark Edward Vlasic uh, are your teams that are the guys that don't have the no moves. You have modified no trades with Martin Jones, uh, mm-hmm. Brent Burns, yep. uh, Evander Logan Kane, Couture. and Logan Couture. Uh, and yeah. basically, those are and just... they're all they're they're all three team they're all three team lists. Yeah, so uh, AJ kind of making a point, and when when AJ's making the point about Niami, this is scary. Uh, we're at the point where some fans are wondering what Niami is up to right now, um, which you know, last check I remember he bounced around three teams last season, and, and was letting in beach balls. So we're we're getting. I, to... I for one am not asking Randy Niami is no. Uh, if, if I'm the Ottawa Senators, I'm posting the Pacific Division standings at every game. Yeah, uh, and that's that. Uh, that's I mean, scary to think. Good what for you guys... Ottawa. Sorry, Hickert. No, uh, sorry. Well, uh, so the expansion draft's coming up, and yeah. f- now players with no movement clauses uh, have to be protected, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Now, no trade clauses; they can be exposed. I, if I understand that correctly. Yep. Yep. So there are, there's an option there, I guess. Sure. I, and I would, I think if I'm, I don't think Seattle bites because of the age and, and the money, but like, that's where, you know, that's where I would definitely like, I love Brent Burns, but I expose them to Seattle and pray. See, that's, for that's interesting. Relief. That's interesting because the, uh, we, we just signed Falk. I mean, just traded for him, mm-hmm. signed Falk. And he got off to his start here wasn't very good. He was not productive. He wasn't. He was like invisible on the ice. Didn't didn't seem to do too much. He's he's and but the last handful of games he has been better. But there was talk for a while. Though, okay, well they do have uh, a situation where they he can be exposed in the draft. So that and that was thought of as a you know a uh, uh, safety net for that fault contract. If if we decide it's not working out here. Uh, we can expose him, and so that was that'd be interesting to have Falk in the expansion draft, Burns in the expansion draft, uh, and have some high dollars. I mean, they do have to reach the cap floor, yeah. so I guess you got to get you got to sign some guys. Yeah, but, but but Vegas, we you know I remember when we when we when Vegas did their expansion draft, and we thought they were going to have to eat some bad contracts. I don't really recall them really eating. I, I think they ate some like for compensation, but they didn't just eat one to eat a contract. They I, I seem to remember them doing okay for cap space, like as far as cap dollars go from just the expansion draft alone. Yeah, I don't recall anything either. And Kevin and Lacey also bringing up another good point. And typically at the time of a contract signing, the player deserved the no-move clause, so you can't f- fault it in retrospect. Well, it's, it's bargaining, right? I mean, you, you go to the table, you ask for what you want, the team asks for what they want, you make a deal, you shake on it, you sign some papers, and that's that. I mean, it is what it is. And it's not, and it, you know, it, it's not that the player doesn't want to be traded. It's that it's more times than not he wants to control where he goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, you know, look at um, you once you once you've been in the league for a while. Um, you know, generally when you're getting to the end of your league, you probably have children. It sucks having to move children city or, or have your family stay in a city because you don't want to relocate your family right. um, and have them stay in a town like you want some control over where you're going to be. And at that point, you know, I think you have to be what 25 to even get a clause at this point. So, I, so. I mean, you know, when, 
when you get into those those later years of your career, I mean, I, I don't blame them for wanting that kind of stability, yeah. not just for them, but for their family. I mean, that's what's important. Oh, right? I, I would do the same thing. I, I don't blame them at all. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Fertile is saying, we lost three players this offseason. How is it this bad? Well, I... Because Martin Jones is a terrible goalie. Like, if the Sharks got average goaltending right now, are we having this this bottoming out conversation? No, we're not. The, the Sharks, but the Sharks haven't gotten average goaltending in over a year. Like, it's it's that simple. It's goaltending. I mean, yes, the team needs to play better in front of Jones, but you need at least average goaltending. If, we're, if the Sharks get average goaltending, look at the Pacific. Like, the again, the top team has 44 points. The Sharks would be right in the thick of things with, with average goaltending. This is so interesting because this, these these are the exact conversations that we had on our show last season at the start of the year. It was just it, it is so interesting to hear you guys talk about that because this is exactly what we were talking about yeah, last year. I believe it. Anyway, it is. We were getting bad goaltending. We I, I used those phrases. If we could yeah. just get average goaltending, we don't need great goaltending. Nope. We just need Allen to be middle of the road. Is fine. And uh, <laughs> same thing. Yeah, I get and, it. And, and that's the whole point is that if you get average goaltending, you don't have the weak ones that you saw with Cairo tonight, or or timely saves like we like saving that goal that cost us the Jets game earlier in November, or you know not allowing a goal like in the first five minutes of a period at all. Uh, and, uh, I think we've done that eleven at least eleven times a season. Uh, it it can be a stepping stone for momentum, and instead you're playing on the, your heels, and it's going to cost you. And, well, I mean, look how quick the the I mean the the Sharks get a goal, and then St. Louis immediately scores right after. And we've seen that so often. Yep. It's hard to build the momentum when you you get something where you could try and build something in your game off of, and then immediately get kicked in the junk. You know, you you had like a uh, burn scores at 42 seconds of the of the second period. Kyrie scores 2:05, and it was and it was that it was the weak goal. So yeah. that was the, yeah, and that's that and goes back to your point that that you get that first goal of the game and then, okay, you know we're 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 almost a, a desperate team looking for wins, and you get that first one you're like all right, and then to give up that one and have it be so quick and then have that one be a weak one on top of it, it's just right. like. Like, yeah, it's, it's a worse. gut punch. It's yeah. such a gut punch, and it happens. We've seen it so many times this year, so many times. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say uh, that anybody uh, can't make a cup run uh, based on what the Blues did last year because it can happen. But uh, like I said before, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like plan on it because it's a really, really I, weird thing to do the way they did it. But I am uh, not running out and placing any bets on the Sharks <laughs> for. Uh, Stanley Cup futures at this point. Uh, no. Oh, that one guy, the one guy, uh, the, the Blues fan put four hundred bucks down on the Blues. Uh, was it January? It was it December or something? When wow. they were when they were last, and he put four hundred bucks on them, and he won a truckload. I believe wow. it, man. I, I love four hundred, man. That's not even like, like I, I yeah, maybe I'd like throw a little bit of money down, but not four hundred. Yeah, Jeez, I know four hundred. is just enough. It's like, wow, well, it's just like throwing your money away at, the, yeah. at, at that point. Really, it's like a hundred bucks. You're like, okay. You know, you you can spend a hundred bucks on a couple of really nice meals or a couple people, or whatever. But that then that's just like that's one thing. But four hundred dollars, that's a, that's a chunk of money no. <laughs> yeah. for most people. Uh, Thomas Koisi, I hope I'm saying that right. But thank you for joining us. No team can go anywhere with seven nine hundred goaltending, except the '80s Oilers. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not the '80s anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but that's a that's a great uh, great point there. So you uh, can't even you can't even it's got to be like it's, you really got to be like nine fifteen plus nine fifteen nowadays. Plus. Minimum. I, yeah. You know what? You could probably get by with nine ten, but you better be able to score some goals. Yeah, I always said uh, nine twenty is what you want. You, if you, if your goal is put up nine twenty, you're doing well. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Yeah, nine twenty or better. It seems like is is the key now. It never was nine. It's never you really had nine hundred. Now it's nine twenty, and the sharks long, aren't getting anything from that. So. Oh, long long for the days of the nine hundred save percentage back in the eighties and nineties. That yeah, shot for. Oh goodness! All right, we'll we'll make this a quick uh, reach around, shall we? Have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. Yeah, uh, Kings lose. That's good. Uh, they they stay below us in the standings. Although Dustin Brown got a goal. They lost three to two to Buffalo. The Ducks win in a shootout six to five. They, for at the moment, leapfrog over the Sharks uh, in, in that thing. Uh, Islanders kind of, kind of lost their edge a little bit ever since they came out to California. Uh, but uh, you know, they're still the, like twenty three eight and three. Jesus. Yeah, forty nine. That team, I like. I I thought they would be good. Like I thought people were sleeping on the Islanders a little. I didn't think they'd be this good. Yeah. Uh, two teams that the Blues are uh, are battling. Uh, the Jets shut out the Wild six nothing. Alex Stalock gets the loss in there. Connor Hellebuck did not hella suck. He gets the shut out uh, in this one where uh, Patrick Liney got two goals. And Connor Hellebuck's like that's the guy I point to, and everyone's like, oh well, you know, if Martin Jones just had defense, Connor Hellebuck has no defense. Yeah, that defense in Winnipeg is terrible they were gutted in the offseason yeah uh and connor hellebuck has been really really good and that's and that's the part that drives me crazy when people are like oh well you know jones has had some defense in front yeah well, defense would help but you have to be good in your position too what have you seen from those two teams the jets and the wild kurt uh <sighs> oh god i you know i'm trying to recall uh the games we had against uh, Minnesota and the Jets this year, if we played them, I'm drawing a blank. Um, I know that, um, like like Ian said, I, I, uh, I'm I surprised that, that Hellebuck's putting up the numbers he is because I didn't think coming into the season that Winnipeg was going to be any good, <laughs> to be honest. No. I mean, I thought they were going to – they lost a lot. So um, that's, uh, you know, encouraging for Jets fans that they are they are where they are. You know, they're, uh, they're you know, 5-4-1 in the last 10, um, which is not, you know – world beating but you know it's 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 better than what i thought they were gonna be right uh, minnesota you know i i i i don't think about minnesota too much there, no one does <laughs> i just you know i i am drawing a complete blank on minnesota I, they they're just I, the most they're a team team like i know ottawa was was there a team but no minnesota is a team they're yeah. the most they're just their team in the nhl they're there just, and they, they go there. through emotions they're unremarkable. Like I don't think there's right. like anything really remarkable about them. They're just kind of there, and their players are just okay. Right. Yeah. They're 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 there. They're going to be around 500, and that's that's how they're going to be. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Continue on. McDavid and Drysdale score. They beat uh, Carey Price and the Montreal Canadiens 4-3. Uh, boy, Carey Price has kind of had starting to get a little bit of an issue going on now in Montreal. Uh, Nashville. Been up and down. Yeah. 
Nashville wins in overtime 4-3. Ryan Ellis with the OT winner in that one. That doesn't help. Uh, the Blues, uh, the Leafs win 4-1. to one. San Ramon native Austin Matthews with a couple of goals there. Uh, the the, the team cheering on the Sharks sucking. The Senators lost in a shootout 5-4 to four to the Flyers. In that one, Lightning lose to the Caps 3-1. to one. Are you going to say something? Guess not. Nope. Okay, four to two. The Panthers beat the uh, Hurricanes, five uh, one. Blue Jackets over Devils, uh, and five uh, three. Blackhawks over the Avalanche. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, that's good. Sorry. That's you know good. what? It's funny. I, I saw the Blackhawks uh, uh, won, and I and my instinct is to boo, but they beat Colorado, so that's good. Yes. That's good. Yeah, um, <laughs> Colorado. Um, I know it's funny because on the I was just saying like how I was commenting how like the that they needed to get the Sharks needed to get top line uh, contributions like they were getting from their bottom line, um, and then someone's like, well, Colorado, you know, their their guys were like minus I think their top line was like minus eleven tonight and didn't have any points, and I'm like, yeah, but when you're you know when you're second in the conference, you can have games like that. Right. The but... Sharks are well beyond can have games like that at this point. No, no. <laughs> Canucks beat the Penguins four to one. Uh, Jake Furtanen, uh with with a goal, I mean all their all their big guys got got goals tonight. Vertanen, Miller, Pedersen, Besser. I mean that's what you're supposed to do. And then there's the Sharks who lose <laughs> five to two over the St. Louis Blues. So bad face. Yeah. That game. Yeah, and the five to two score. I mean, it, it, I mean that people. I actually had someone text me uh, before I went on the show. I was like, they didn't watch the game. Oh, it looks like we, uh, you know, handed it to the Sharks pretty good. I'm like, no. I mean, it was tie. It was tie game with what eight minutes to go in the third. Yeah. So uh, it was. I mean, the couple of net goals is this made it look a lot worse than it actually made it was. look a lot. Yeah. I know. Oh I, yeah. I oh, concur. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what are we thinking for tomorrow? Seven one Vegas nine two. Do they break ten? David H saying with Dell and Net, oh. they'll only be losing four to one. Oh, Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. I, it's going to be interesting because it's going to be interesting to see how this team responds to this game tonight. Um, I think you're 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 starting to see better games from Evander Kane. Like I think if this game was happening a week ago when Evander Kane was taking a penalty, you know, a period of penalties every game, I'd be terrified. <laughs> um, but um, we've gotten better games out of Evander Kane lately. I I don't know. I mean. I guess. I mean, sure, maybe the Sharks win, but I don't think it matters. I think I, I still think they're done. Um, I don't know. Like I'm at at this point, like I'm just like, I feel great that they won. I just I'm not expecting anything from from here on, and maybe that's the way to be because I can be pleasantly surprised. But I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Lacey, if, if you want to reward Nosen for playing well, use him in the third period when the game is tied two two. Uh, you know, instead of uh, late in the net where where he's getting pulled for the first empty net goal. Uh, so the, there's something that, you know, maybe Booger can be uh, be doing uh, later on tonight but uh, or tomorrow, but I'll, we'll see. I have a uh, question for you. Shoot. Go. Do you think that they should have pulled Jones earlier tonight? I th- I was expecting them to pull jones with about a minute to go in the power play so there would be a two-man advantage for about a minute 
there. I, I, I was expecting it, uh, uh, and it didn't. They, they pulled in what was about 17 or 18 seconds left in the yeah. power play, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not that, not that it, I mean, the Blues scored right after, but uh, I, I fully expected uh, a two man advantage for about half the power play, and that didn't really materialize. With, with- yeah. Probably a little bit surprised they didn't they didn't pull Jones sooner. Um, but it's 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 different, right? Like it's 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 hard to be having the expectations because it's like fourth game with Bugner running the bench. So, um, so I, I was surprised, but maybe not surprised just because different coach, different things. Yeah. Um. You know, we're talking about an aging core. Matt Heinke saying Timo's twenty three, Hurdles twenty six, Kane's twenty eight, twenty nine, Carlson's also twenty nine at the same time too. But others, they're they're starting to get up there. I mean, Bernsey's now thirty-four. You know, you have two forty-year-olds on this team because Chicago of, without the cops. There you go. You're and, welcome. You know, uh, but getting back, to, <laughs> oh. you know, getting well, it's true. I mean, look at look at the look at the guys that are signed on the Sharks, like for the long haul, and like like you said, Burns is already thirty-four. Well, by the time these deals are done, these guys are going to be in their old in their late thirties on the on the blue line. Um, the Burns Sharks, is thirty four. Yeah, yeah. He's still got five more years. Thirty four with deal. five years left on his deal at eight. Yeah. Per. Okay. okay. Um, like that's the that's the problem, and and this is the thing that I said a lot when you know it's like if they can pull a when they started signing all these really long term deals, I'm like, yeah, if you can pull a cup out of it, that's fantastic. Yeah. But if you can't. Like you're Chicago without the cups, you're going to be stuck with these deals that are going to be really hard to move. And so he's going, to, so he's going to be forty ish, yeah, uh, almost forty. Uh, it's interesting because uh, when when Shannon Falker both signed, uh, they, you know, longer deals, and they're going to be thirty, I think thirty five, thirty six at the end of their deals, something See, like that. that would be so much better. So well, and but the thing is that that uh, that was a big thing. It was, oh gosh, thirty five, thirty six. You know, the last couple of years of that deal, it might not be the player they are now. I'm like, yeah, well, you're paying for the player now. You're not playing for the player right. then. But right. so no, that's exactly it. And that's and that's the thing. But yeah, that to to hear that he's going to be, he might be forty or thirty nine, whatever it's going to be at the end of the contract. And that that's uh yeah, that makes me feel. I mean, a little better about the the Shen's age when his contract's over. Or sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, eventually these guys are not going to be worth the money. And look at, I mean, you look at Chicago. I mean, what's the big problem they still got keith and seabrook on those tickets oh seabrook contract that's yeah, that uh, seabrook contract's like atrocious i mean yeah, i still like duncan keith but not at that money still right like i still think duncan keith at least at least duncan keith can still play but he's not duncan keith when in their heyday yeah no yeah they got uh was it yeah, seabrook through 23 24 that oh, almost almost seven million a year goodness gracious that's a lot yeah. for a guy. You're you're healthy, you're healthy scratching now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, out on the wire says championships, excuses, all contract mistakes, uh, or or like as AJ was saying uh, earlier, uh, a cup win cures everything. Well, yeah, winning fixes everything. I mean, that's that's been a long Ian thing that Ian says often winning fixes everything because when you're winning look at November winning you know they they went on that rip in November and everyone forgot about all the problems or at least they ignored all the problems that were still very prevalent but because they were winning a bunch of games no one wanted to talk about that Mm -hmm. but they were still there winning fixes a lot of things two years ago 
two years ago when the Blues uh, got out of the gates uh, like uh, gangbusters, uh, they were they were scoring at a high clip and they were uh, tearing it up. And then uh, it must have been like 15 games or so into the season, and they uh, but they weren't getting the goaltending. They were allowing a lot of goals. And I, we said this on our show is like, uh, you know, if, if the offense ever cools off, it's going to be a problem because mm-hmm. right now this is uh, 80s smite division stuff where games we're playing and we're, we're right. winning games five, three, five, four. And it's the, if we ever cool off offensively, we're in trouble. And uh, that happened. Yeah. And we, we didn't get the goaltending. Um, and uh, our, and we weren't we continued to not get the goaltending, and we our offense fell off the table and uh, we missed the playoffs. So. Well, yeah, and that's the problem with this team. I mean, this team, like, it wasn't like Jones was much better last year. The problem is that the Sharks were scoring a boatload of goals. They were winning the 6-5 games. They're, they're really, the one problem this year is, like, they're really having trouble manufacturing that offense. Uh, overall, a couple of things in the chat talking about the attendance tonight. Uh, remember, it's a holiday weekend first, and secondly, the the Niners literally were playing the same around the same time. And and as I tweeted earlier, if there's anything that, that uh, Sharks and Blues fans can agree on, was go 49ers tonight. Uh, if that's <laughs> if that's for sure. So uh, I I know there's some I know there's still some little bit of saltiness there, but uh, you know. You're welcome, St. Louis, for that one tonight. <laughs> a little bit of salt, <laughs> a little bit. It will, yeah. It will never, it will never go away. And uh, it's, you know, Kroenke owns both the Rams and the Avalanche, so uh, I, I have a, a an unhealthy hate for uh, both franchises. Nice. There you Good go. Stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, we'll wrap this up for this one tonight. In case you missed anything and you want to watch this again, check us out at TealTownUSA.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, you name it. We ha- we are all over the place for that one. So with that, we'll bring to a close. Uh, Ian, I'll f- thank you as always. Uh, your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Um, you can find me at Ian Blogs Hockey on Twitter, where my takes go all over the place. And depending on how the Sharks are doing, I try to find hilarious gifts, though, when things go wrong. So uh, if you take nothing else from my timeline, at least take the funny gifts and laugh. Um, other than that, I, I'm sure that you will see me. Um, you'll continue to see me after games where I will tell you to it how it is um, and hopefully not make you too angry when I do. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Thank you, Ian. And uh, Kurt, your your final thoughts on where the people can find you and talk about your your podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, yeah, Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, we're at LGB Radio. Uh, I'm at Kurt Price, as it says below right there. Um, and yeah, we do a weekly show just like uh, very similar to you guys, what you guys do. Um, and uh, we have a lot of fun with it. Uh, we're live uh, weekly show, not, uh, not the post-game show that the uh, – stuff you guys do which is like uh crazy every day i don't know how you guys do it that's a lot of work i we, applaud you for that <laughs> yeah. thank you we don't get sleep no four or five <laughs> that's hours it. that's it maybe but but you know what it's i mean if i mean i'm sure you guys have a lot of fun with it like we do Definitely, so it's uh yeah. you know, we drink beer, we drink beer and talk hockey so we just have like we have a good time definitely you can find kurt at kurt price and let's go blues radio on the uh, Twitter is at LGB Radio. There, we will be back with you 
tomorrow, following Sharks and Golden Knights, oh boy, what a way to get into the holiday spirit is good old-fashioned, you know, it's like talking with your family during Thanksgiving. What can I say? Sharks and Golden Knights, 7 p.m. start. Uh, You can check us out. You can head over to Discord right now uh, where After After Dark will take place. And until tomorrow night, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and follow us on the social media. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow.